Welcome to the NPS MedicineWise podcast, helping health professionals stay up to date with the latest news and evidence about medicines and medical tests. Yeah, hi, I'm Steve Royce, CEO of NPS MedicineWise, and welcome to another podcast. Um, today, I'd really like to welcome uh, Professor Greg Johnson, CEO of Diabetes Australia. Welcome, Greg. Hello, Steve. It's great to be here. Yeah, yeah thank you. Look, and we're just going to go through, obviously, diabetes is such a significant uh, condition in Australia. So we're just going to really like to ask you some, some key questions about the impact COVID-19 has had on, on individuals. So look, as has been said many times, this has been a year like no other uh, in terms of COVID-19 and its impact. It's affected us all in different ways. But from your perspective, what have been some of the biggest challenges facing people with diabetes during this time? Well, there have been many. Uh, and uh, in, a, in a key sense, the, the COVID-19 has sort of added another whole other layer of, of concern and worry for people with diabetes. And uh, so in National Diabetes Week back in July, we launched a, a new national campaign addressing this called Heads Up on Diabetes because... And we conducted a, a national survey of people with diabetes and we found very high levels of anxiety and worry and concern um, in people with diabetes. And, you know, there's, there's probably three elements to it. The first was, you know, a lot of fear and worry that uh, people with diabetes were at greater risk of, of catching the COVID virus, um, which isn't the case. There isn't evidence that people with diabetes are at greater risk of of getting infected, if you like. However, there is a lot of evidence that people with diabetes are at much greater risk of a serious COVID illness. And the data in Australia shows that very clearly and the data all around the world that uh, if people with diabetes do get this virus, then they are at greater risk of hospitalisation, greater risk, much higher risk of uh, needing intensive care, uh, and unfortunately, a much higher risk of death. So, you know, that is a concern and caused worry. Uh, and of course, there's been disruption, major disruption to people with diabetes and their access to care and services in all areas, which has caused a lot of concern and anxiety for people with diabetes. So we're really concerned about the mental health and welfare of people with diabetes and been really focusing on that and supporting people with diabetes and health professionals all over Australia to try and maintain access to, to regular diabetes services, uh, maintain the diagnostic processes, the care processes, the support processes as best we can. Yeah, and just maybe worthwhile to remind uh, our listeners, Greg, about the, the current prevalence and incidence of diabetes in terms of the size of the impact. Yeah, well, you know, we the word pandemic's used a lot uh, with COVID-19 and it's a pandemic, but unfortunately diabetes is a pandemic and an ongoing one all around the world. Um, in Australia, we've over the last 12 months, we've seen another over 100,000 people diagnosed with diabetes just in the past 12 months in Australia. There's now uh, over 1.35 million people uh, diagnosed and registered with the National Diabetes Services Scheme, which is an Australian government scheme that uh, Diabetes Australia uh, administers and maintains. Uh, and that's not everyone, because we know there's people who aren't registered with that scheme. There's, there's people out there with undiagnosed type 2 diabetes um, and problems. So right now, you know, it's a very large number of Australians who live with, with diabetes every day. 
And it's really important that we don't uh, oversimplify and dumb down this problem. So uh, those numbers I said, over 1.35 million includes all type 1 diabetes, type 2 diabetes, gestational diabetes in women during pregnancy, which is the fastest growing type of diabetes. And indeed, there's nearly 10,000 people with other types of diabetes that aren't type 1 diabetes or type 2 diabetes or gestational. And we're talking about age ranges from uh, you know, diabetes affecting young kids right through to um, many, many older Australians, hundreds of thousands of older Australians with diabetes. We're seeing trends with younger and younger people getting type 2 diabetes. So, you know, alarming growth rates of type 2 diabetes in young adults. Very high, you know, numbers of women getting gestational diabetes. So this pandemic continues to grow and develop in Australia and affect more and more people. The daily run rate, if you like, is about over 280 people every day in Australia developing diabetes. Yeah, no, thanks for that, Greg. Like, it really illustrates the, the size of the problem, as you say, you know, a pandemic within the pandemic. Um, look from a, you, you've talked a little bit about, obviously, um, the work you've uh, done to identify consumer concerns. But from a healthcare professional perspective, what do you think have been some of the challenges in, in helping people with um, helping healthcare professionals manage diabetes during this time? Well, it's been a lot of a lot of challenges. Uh, I suppose I I probably break it down into some categories. So, firstly, there's been a lot of work that we've done working with the health professionals and services around simply maintaining the diagnostic process, if you like. So, to step you through that, I mean, there was a lot of concern uh, early on in the pandemic that that the um, the reduced access to hospital-based services, and you know, we should recognise that a lot of hospital-based diabetes services have been uh, shut down or repurposed or, or are much less accessible during the COVID pandemic. Uh, so there was a lot of concern that there'd be increased rates of um, diabetic ketoacidosis appearing and you know, that is delayed diagnosis of type, two, type 1 diabetes. Um, there was a lot of concern about the disruption to the diagnosis of gestational diabetes in uh, obstetric areas and maternity hospitals over across Australia. And indeed, a lot of concern about the generalised reduced access to primary care. Uh, now, the data, what does it show? Um, we saw, uh, we've seen over the course of COVID about a 40% reduction in access to primary care services and to pathology by people with diabetes. Uh, so that's, that's a big concern and that primary care access would primarily affect people with type 2 diabetes who are not, you know, not seeing their GP, not having regular blood tests for diabetes, their HbA1c checks and other, other blood checks required to monitor their diabetes. And that could have a really serious impact in the longer term on, um, on their diabetes management and potentially higher risk of diabetes complications playing out in the future. So that's, that's been a big concern. We've worked closely with uh, many organisations. So with the RACGP, College of GPs, with the Pharmacy Guild in particular, um, with um, many primary yeah, primary care organisations, so Optometry Australia and optometrists in regard to eye care and eye checks for people with diabetes, with podiatry and the foot services for regard to you know, foot checks and uh, foot health for people with diabetes. So worked in lots and lots of spaces 
to help try to keep people with diabetes connected to their health professionals uh, that they need to see to make sure that people with diabetes um, are still accessing the care and the checks that they need to maintain good health. And just to touch on that further, Greg, what, what about the impact um, of telehealth um, during this period in terms of still helping people with diabetes to manage their condition? Well, it's been great. I mean, I think it's been transformative and uh, our observation is it's been uh, a wonderful thing that uh, we've seen such rapid you know, and expanded access to, to telehealth, and that has helped a lot. Uh, and um, so that's a good thing. I mean, one of the big questions is, will that be maintained now? Uh, as uh, And what does that mean for the future? But uh, certainly there's a big place, ongoing place, for expanded access uh, to telehealth that just makes it easier for people with diabetes. Uh, and we've got to remember that Diabetes is an enormous burden and enormous challenge on each individual who has diabetes. This is not a simple condition. You know, when you think about it, people with diabetes have hundreds of decisions they have to make every day about their diabetes just to maintain their health. They have so many aspects of their health that they have to that, that can be concerned about their eyes and blindness, their kidney function and kidney failure. Uh, their foot problems with foot ulcers and risks of amputations, their cardiovascular health and other aspects of their health. And, and then the day-to-day -day monitoring of their diabetes and the need to... Uh, and, and if you break, think about the therapeutics of diabetes, there's, there's nearly 440,000 people now in Australia using insulin every day to manage their diabetes. Massive numbers of people on insulin and on multiple medications. So, you know, it's a big challenge, diabetes. And so we need to make it easier for people yeah. to access access services regularly uh, and in a low cost way. And digital health, telehealth is a great way to do that. Yeah. Have you had any direct feedback from, from consumers, Greg, around their experience of using telehealth? Oh, lots, lots. We've, we've been, you know, we've had enormous contact with people with diabetes through the COVID pandemic. We've been... Uh, a lot of a lot of social media and other channels that we use to to get feedback from can, people with diabetes on a day to day basis. Uh, you know, and early in the COVID pandemic, there was a lot of panic, and so we saw some panic buying of you know of, of medicines and and diabetes management products, and there was some local shortages early on. Fortunately, that settled down. And, and we haven't seen ongoing problems with supply of medicines or supply of diabetes management products, but we have seen local shortages we've been able to manage and support people through those things. Uh, we have, you know, had a lot of feedback from people with diabetes that the telehealth arrangements have been really useful to them. Uh, and, and particularly that, you know, the messaging and the information supply to people with diabetes has been really important to try to get accurate and reliable information to people so they don't worry unnecessarily, they don't panic, uh, and they are, they are able to be a bit more confident in such an uncertain world and an uncertain environment to, to, to manage their diabetes. Yeah, and you're right, Greg, that confidence is critical, isn't it, particularly during, during this period? And just reflecting on, say, healthcare professionals that will be listening to this podcast, can you tell us about what Diabetes Australia has been doing and what resources you might have available for, for health professionals in supporting um, their patients in the current environment? 
Yeah, well, there's many things. I mean, we did a lot. Uh, we did a lot of um, quick work with the College of GPs around really basic things like you know sick day management plans. And what that means is, as we all know, a person people with diabetes are great. You know, greater risk of diabetes management is more difficult if they get a, an intercurrent illness uh, like the flu or some other infection. And in this case, COVID uh, adds to that. So. Just that planning and preparedness of, of what to do when a person with diabetes does get sick uh, and not to panic and, and how to manage their diabetes uh, is really important. So we, we did a lot of work of, of getting those simple resources out to GPs and primary care settings. We've done a lot of work with um, the Australian Diabetes Educators Association and the Australian Diabetes Society, uh, with all of the specialist endocrinologists, the diabetes educators, in in making sure that people with diabetes are continuing to access that sort of diabetes health specialist health professional support. As I said before, um, eye care. We uh, we run a uh, now a new uh, digital system of recalls and reminders for people with diabetes to get their eyes checked for di diabetes eye problems, and uh, that's called Keepsight. And we saw a major disruption to that uh, during COVID, where with optometry not being available and people not accessing optometry and eye care, so we've worked very hard to encourage people to maintain their access and get their eyes checked because. You know, we can't afford to have people missing out on important eye checks and, and, and missing the opportunity for early diagnosis of problems there. And of course, you know, the pathology one that I mentioned before. So we've, we've produced a lot of basic resources for health professionals and people with diabetes to encourage them to stay connected to all of those regular healthcare services. Yeah, thanks for that, Greg. And um, where can people easily find these resources? Uh, well, a good place to start is the Diabetes Australia website and, and uh, the National Diabetes Services Scheme website, where there's lots of um, basic resources and information, including things like, uh, I said, um, advice on sick day planning uh, for people with diabetes. Uh, we've, we've specifically developed a lot of resources for aged care, older people with uh, diabetes. That's a uh, a particular concern in the COVID environment is the large numbers of people with di older people with diabetes, um, many of them in aged care facilities. Uh, and so um, that's a particular concern. And we've been um, targeting those resources to the aged care sector uh, and uh, partnering with lots of organisations. So there's resources available through you know, pharmacy and the Pharmacy Guild. Uh, through the College of GPs. Uh, we recently uh, launched with the College of GPs updated uh, handbook for type 2 diabetes management uh, and a simplified resource there for, for GPs and primary care practitioners. So, you know, there's lots of information and lots of resources there. But I suppose, you know, one of the key things that I'd remind all health professionals is think about the mental health challenges of diabetes as well as the physical health challenges of, di of diabetes. And whenever you're seeing someone with diabetes or interacting with them, you know, ask them about how they're, how they're coping and how they're doing um, in, with their emotional health and well-being as well as their physical health because these two things go together and there are very high, high levels of um, emotional burden, um, of distress, 
and anxiety related to diabetes uh, ongoing and particularly in the COVID environment. Yeah, that's really important, Greg. So I think it's a it's a really important reminder to our listeners around you know, the impact on mental health uh, for people with chronic conditions, including um, those with diabetes. So look, thank you for your time today, Greg. No, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, and um, and it's really you know, encourage all health professionals who are listening to this podcast to uh, talk to people with diabetes about how they're going with their diabetes and their self management and support them. It's a very challenging. Uh, condition. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Greg. And uh, thanks for listening. For more information about the safe and wise use of medicines, visit the NPS MedicineWise website at nps.org.au.